Welcome to the Grant Writing Simplified Podcast. This is the place to learn how to make a big impact in your community through grant writing and nonprofit consulting. The world needs you to step forward as a grant writer and use your skills to lead with confidence. I'm Teresa Huff, former special ed teacher turned grant writer and nonprofit strategist. In my 20 years of freelancing, I've helped nonprofits triple their funding and exponentially increase their reach. Now I'm stepping up to mentor freelancers and nonprofit leaders like you who are ready to take your skills to the next level. It's time to get intentional about your vision so you can create lasting change in your community. Learn the skills and strategies you need to become the grant writer the world needs. Let's do this. Hey friends, welcome back. It's great to have you this week. In the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about how to break out of overwhelm, how to get started as a grant writer when you're feeling overwhelmed, and as nonprofit leaders when you're wearing all the hats and doing all the things. It can really be a heavy weight on your shoulders. So I've tried to provide some resources and some food for thought to help you work through that and to take care of yourselves. We don't want you to burn out. We want you feeling good about your work and staying refreshed and knowing why you're doing this day to day. Today, I'm going to give you a really practical exercise to start addressing this overwhelm if you are feeling this way. Before we get started, I want to tell you about a resource I use. Nonprofits and grant writers often ask me where to find grants and how they can keep up with all the different deadlines. I tell them about Instrumental. This is an online database that makes grant searching and tracking go so much faster. Instrumental has so much data right there under one roof. In fact, I like it so much that I partnered with Instrumental to give you a free two-week trial and $50 off your first month. You can go to teresahuff.com slash instrumental, that's instrument with an L, and use the code GWSPOD. Go give it a try and see how you like it. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about nine ways you can recharge if you're feeling overwhelmed, some ways you can just step back and take a minute and give yourself some grace. Then we talked about how to start as a grant writer, when you're feeling overwhelmed and it can seem really intimidating. And we broke that down for you. This is a really common theme I've been hearing lately. Nonprofit leaders are feeling overwhelmed like they are wearing all the hats. And then grant writers feel overwhelmed because they're juggling so many plates with all the different projects going on. Especially this time of year in the springtime, this tends to be kind of grant season when there are lots of applications coming and going, lots of deadlines, big projects to do, and lots of details to keep straight. And even the little details are so critical. It can be a lot. (laughs) So how do you move forward? We need to identify and address the overwhelm. Last week, we talked about really pinpointing and naming the thing, whatever it is that's got you stuck or overwhelmed, the decision, the project, the reason for it, the problem, whatever it is, it's important to stop and name it. Then you know what you're working with instead of an amorphous fog that weighs you down. Next, we need to clarify your priorities. And today we're going to walk through a really practical exercise to help you do this. Are you ready? (laughs) This is something that 
If you're driving or something to where you can't sit down and do this right now, at least make a note to come back to it later so that you can really spend some time thinking through the questions that I have for you today. Okay, step one, (laughs) the teacher in me is coming out here. You're going to need a big piece of paper. I like doing this on bigger than usual or maybe a different color than usual, something different than just my normal paper, something good for brainstorming. You could even get a whiteboard. And then I also recommend getting a pen and some colored highlighters or colored markers. And then find a space where you can spread out and really think, not be interrupted for a little bit, including your phone. It'll be okay if you turn it off for a little bit. So you may want to even go to a coffee shop, find a space in your house that's quiet, find a few minutes somewhere, go to the library, whatever it is. Just get away where you can think for a little bit. Now, number two, that big paper you've got, I want you to sit down and I want you to brain dump all your work responsibilities all the things on your plate that have to do with your work, the things you're responsible for, the things you're keeping running, all the different aspects, the different departments, just brain dump everything that you can think of. Once you've done that, number three, this is a question for you. Are you ready? If you only had two hours a day to work, what would you focus on? (laughs) That's a big one, right? If you only had two hours a day to work, what would you focus on? And if you really want to make it tight, you could say if you only had two hours a week to work, what would you focus on? But for some of us, just thinking of it in terms of two hours is already feeling pretty tight. So think about that. If you only had two hours a day, what would you have to get done? What would you absolutely make sure this thing got done in those two hours. So number four, I want you to highlight those things, those things that you would have to focus on. Okay, so go through your, all that brain dump and go through and highlight just those things that you would do in the two hours a day. Number five, which things came to the top? I want you to step back and look at the things you highlighted. Look for any patterns Look for any specific priorities or themes that you may see. Look at that and did you find anything surprising? This is kind of an unusual exercise, but the idea is to put a constraint around it and see what happens. In episode 76, I talked about how sometimes we have constraints that we may not like, but those can actually become catalysts for creativity if we let them. By putting constraints around those to do this exercise, it gives you a little different perspective to look at your work. I imagine day to day, you're probably pretty swamped and you're just putting out a lot of fires, moving from one activity to the next, people asking you questions, just trying to make progress as much as you can. But when you step back and take a minute and look at it a little differently, sometimes that also helps gain a lot of clarity about what's really important and what you really need to prioritize. Here's the thing. We have to account for the mental weight that we carry with our work even when we're not working. How good are you at letting go of that weight when you step away from work? In the nonprofit world, a lot of times I talk to people, especially in smaller nonprofits, who are so overwhelmed by the weight that they really don't have a break from it. So how can you shed some of that weight? That's important to not burn out, to take care of yourself, 
to have clarity in your decision making, and to be a good leader. So there are four areas to consider. What can you, first of all, eliminate? The author Greg McEwen has a really interesting exercise. <laughs> he talks about if there's a complicated process with so many steps, he says, what if you just set that process aside and can you do it in one step instead of all those other hundred steps that you had? Could you do it in one? And if it just can't be done in one, then could you do it in two steps? And then you keep going until you've reached the minimum amount of steps it takes to get the thing done without all the extra bells and whistles. So what can you eliminate? Number two, what can you simplify? This might mean having really good processes, things that are clearly defined. That might be your systems. That might be using technology where you can to handle tasks and automate things. Now beware of shiny object syndrome. We don't want you bouncing around from one new tool to another or doing a complex tech tool just because it sounds great, but it really ends up being more work than it's worth. The goal here is to simplify with clear processes, clearly defined systems, so that it can go to the system. I did a series a few weeks ago on that as well, of how you can hire your system to do some of your work for you and let the system handle it. Number three, what can you postpone for now? Maybe it's a great idea, but this may not be the time to do it. You may not have the bandwidth, the resources, the time, and it may just not be the right opportunity, but rather than completely throw it away, I like to use an idea parking lot, just a document or a Trello board or whatever, where I store ideas or links or references for later that I can come back to if I need to. That way it's captured, but it's off my mind. Then number four, what can you delegate? Now I mentioned this one last because you don't want to pass unnecessary busy work downstream. If there's something streamlined and a really good process in place, then that's a great thing to delegate. But if it's just a mess and something really unnecessary that's kind of bogging you down, don't keep delegating that piece of it. For example, maybe you want to delegate your social media posting. It's not enough to just assign it to someone, hire somebody, hand it off, say, here you go, do our social media. Otherwise, they're going to be in the same boat wondering, what do I post day after day? What am I supposed to say? What do I talk about? You really need to do the foundational work first. Get clear on your mission. Make sure you're using consistent language to talk about your work and your organization. Make sure you're collecting good stories have guidelines for what you need to post and how you're going to talk about your programs and how you're not going to talk about your programs. Have those things in place first before you delegate the posting so then everyone can do their job more efficiently and effectively. This is similar to the way I work on grant strategy with my clients. It's not enough to just start writing grants. Some people think it is, but we really need to do some foundational work first. You can start applying for grants out of the blue, but it creates a lot of extra work for yourselves. The most successful clients I've worked with over the years are those who took the time to work on their strategy first. We went through that process of getting those foundational pieces in place, and then we could move forward with identifying and submitting really strong grant applications. That preparation is the key. 
The goal is to make the most impact on your mission without burning out your people. And to do that, you need to be very intentional. This is a part of what I work with grant writers and nonprofits on, helping them gain clarity, prioritize, and then focus. In the Fast Track to Grant Writer program, we get really intentional about what you want and what you need to learn to be a grant writer. And then we work together to develop a plan to launch your grant writing career. You can sign up for that and start today at teresahuff.com slash VIP. Now, if you're struggling with your next steps in grant writing, whether you are a grant writer or you're a nonprofit trying to sort out how to move forward, I have a couple of free tools to help you. Grant writers can go take the quiz, Do You Have What It Takes to Be a Grant Writer, at teresahuff.com slash quiz. Nonprofits can go through the grant readiness audit at teresahuff.com slash grant ready to see where you are in the preparation piece. Now let's recap what we've talked about today. First, get paper, pen, highlighters, markers so you can spread out and think. Brain dump all your work responsibilities. Then ask yourself if you only had two hours a day to work, what would you focus on? Highlight those key things. And look at what came up to the top. Look for patterns. Look for anything surprising. See what you can find in that exercise. And then once you've done that, really think through, is there anything you can eliminate, simplify, postpone, or delegate? Think through those and then come back to that challenge question. If you only had two hours a day to work, what would you focus on? I would love to hear (laughs) your response to this or your thoughts on this. And if this sparks some creativity, I hope this challenges you to go deeper with your team or with your work and figure out your next steps. I'd love to hear from you. Either send me a message on my website contact form or over on LinkedIn. And let's keep the conversation going about this. Give it some thought and then use what you find to go change your world.